Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Jay Foster. Today we are talking about that third defence pairing uh, that opened up because we lost Nutavara and Ryan Murray. So that'll be exciting. Um, let's let's get right into it. Um, so I've picked five defencemen that spent some time with Columbus this season, spent some time with Cleveland this season. Um, so we're going to go through, look at those guys and see kind of who is the most likely to get regular regular NHL time. Um, so obviously, you know, the top four is is easy. We've got Jones and Wierenski. We've got Savard and Gavrikov. Um, I don't see us trading Savard now um, unless, you know, we get a really good offer or we get a defenseman back. Um, so the first guy we're going to look at is Scott Harrington, who's been with the organization a while. Um, I really like him, actually. Um, I think... He's probably a lot more suited to um, not playing very much, weirdly. Um, but he's a, he's a really solid. He was a really solid seventh guy for us this season. Um, he actually played thirty nine games for us um, because everyone was broken. Um, I think he actually probably played like the second or third most games for a defenseman. Um, he played the fifth most games. Um, with 39, and then obviously uh, Gavrikov, Savard, Wierenski, and Jones played played the most. Um, he had a pretty decent season. Um, he only had eight points um, in those in those 39 games in a in a, a season where you know no one is scoring. Um, I thought he was decent at kind of anchoring that that third pair. Um, I don't think he's particularly um, strong offensively anyway, but he's okay in his own zone, um, and Tortorella trusts him, um, as evidenced by the fact that he was our first, he's kind of our first go-to guy when we go down a defenseman. Um, I don't know that he takes a spot this season, um, but I would be very surprised if we don't have him in the press box. Um, I could, again, very easily see him be, um, our kind of seventh, seventh option, um, if only because I think we have other players that maybe didn't get as much time this season that have better better prospects. Um, so, like, for example, the next guy, Dean Kukan, um, he was really good, I thought. Um, he actually stepped up and played with Seth Jones for a lot of the time that Zach Wierenski was out, uh, which, which was really good. Um, he has that kind of the same offensive kind of instinct as Warensky, I think. Um, Harrington is much more kind of defensively minded. Uh, Kukan only had five points this season in 32 games. Um, but again, I, I really liked him. I thought he was really solid. Uh, he did a good job kind of, again, jumping in and being an extra defenseman. Um, he's one of my picks to get one of the two available spots left by Murray and um, 
Nusavara, um, and I I would expect him to play a lot more than 33 games this season. Um, and then we've got a guy that we talked about a little bit yesterday. We've got Andrew Peake, um, who's one of our uh, less established defensemen. Um, he kind of bounced between the AHL and the NHL this season again because of injury. Um, I... He might be my pick, my other pick for um, someone who will potentially be that third pairing. Um, he only had three points this season, but he's again more of a kind of a defensive defenseman. Um, I I again really liked him this season. Uh, he didn't get as much ice time as I would have wanted him to. Um, I might have played him over Harrington at some point, but. Um, I think it was important for him to kind of get some time in the AHL as well and kind of playing more uh, playing more ice time, um, you know, playing on one of the, the top four in the AHL as opposed to kind of playing a third of the season or I think it ended up being just under half a season for us. Um, so we had, uh, he had 16 points in 29 games in the in the AHL, which is pretty decent. Um, I think he might be the strongest prospect that we have uh, that's uh, quote-unquote NHL-ready. Um, like, people are really high on um, people are really high on a couple of guys that we've got in the KHL at the minute playing defence, but I think, for me, Andrew Peake is the strongest kind of untested player that we have, so I'm really excited to kind of, again, see him come to camp and potentially take one of those one of those um, spots that are now open. Um, coming up in just a minute, I'll go through uh, the two other players that I kind of have in mind. Uh, but first, let me tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to go to your average storefront and get the part you need. Uh, you know, you've got to go in, you've got to endure all this pointless and intimidating questioning from someone who knows better than you, uh, or thinks they does anyway, and you have to wait for them to order the part, you have to wait for the part to come in before your car can be fixed, uh, or you could simply just go on your phone or computer and head straight to rockauto.com. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business, they've been doing this online for about 20 years now. And they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpets. Uh, if you can imagine it on or in your car, rockauto.com probably stocks it. Um, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So no matter if you are a professional looking to stock up on your garage parts or you're a DIYer just looking for this one thing to fix your car, go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts that are available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about this box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Uh, remember, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore BlueJacket. You can find me on Twitter at uh, JTheGoalie. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Uh, and remember to hit subscribe on the podcast app of your choosing so I arrive directly in your feed. You don't have to go looking for me. It's so much easier. Um, 
So other other defensive prospects we have, uh, we have Gabriel Carlson, who didn't play much at all this season. Um, he actually played way less than I thought he did. Uh, he only had six games. He was pointless in those six games. Um, but again, he really was kind of a, a, a guy that was there to just kind of, in case of yet more injuries, I think. Um, he needs re-signing still. Uh, we gave him a qualifying offer. I suspect that we'll see him um, get a one or two year two-way deal um, and again split his time. Um, he had 12 points in 41 games with uh, with Cleveland which is not terrible uh, for a defenseman um, but again I personally would like to see the third pair be a little more shut down than offensively minded. Um, I would like to have that kind of stability there, um, especially because Wensky and Jones are so offensively minded. Um, I mean, Wensky had 20 goals this season, which is more than basically all of the forwards had, uh, except for Bjorkstrand and I think Dubois. Um, but if we can have kind of like two proper shutdown pairings and then just kind of let Jones and Wierenski do what they want, I think that could be that could be really strong. Um, so we'll see. Maybe maybe Gabriel Carlson is one of those defensive shutdowns. Um, again, I don't know how much we'll see him this season, but he could be, again, I think he will probably be that seventh or eighth slot that we have. Um, hopefully we will be less injured this season. Um, we have traded our most fragile defenseman, much as much as I love Ryan Murray. Um, he is... Um, got a degenerative back condition he's suffered with like knee injuries ankle injuries um so i expect the blue line to be a lot healthier this season than it was last season barring you know just gonna knock on wood uh barring any horrific injuries um and the last guy i want to look at is kind of an uh i was really surprised actually so i was doing some research into kind of numbers and how guys played this season and so I looked up the Cleveland Monsters scoring stats um and this guy led the team in scoring um he had 41 points in 55 games uh he was he played the fourth most games of of anyone on the team uh and he is Adam Clendenning um which you know I was not expecting him to be leading leading the scoring. I know that we took a lot of the better uh, Cleveland players because, again, injury. So, you know, guys like uh, guys like Matteau, guys like Ryan McInnes, who I believe was second in scoring. Uh, Trey Fix-Wolanski uh, only played 43 games. We had Cole Sherwood for, a, great, for a, a chunk of the season. You know, all these guys that were supposed to be big scorers, uh, I mean, Kevin Stenland, I'm just scrolling down down the list of players now, like, um, everyone that should have been scoring a turn was actually up with the big club, so in hindsight, it probably makes a little bit more sense that we had Clendenning, a defenseman, lead the team, uh, but if we, I know I literally just said, you know, it would be nice to have some shutdown some shutdown defense on that third line to kind of match the Savard Gavrikov pair. Um, but if we are struggling offensively, I don't see any harm in bringing a guy like Clendenning in who uh, 
you know, 34 assists in 55 games is is decent. Um, he's pretty much a career, like, AHLer slash bottom pairing slash sitting in the press box guy. But the thing about trading both Nudavara and Murray means that, you know, we've got a ton of guys that will have an op- opportunity that they probably didn't have before. Um, because we were so full on defence, it was... There was this weird, like, logjam of six to nine... Uh, place guys who kind of just sat around a lot of the season or only got in because of injury. So now that there's these, you know, there's two spots that have just opened up. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see who who fills them. Um, I, again, wouldn't actually be surprised if we did have like a rotating cast of like three or four of the guys that I've mentioned or even all five of them. Um, because, you know, Tortorella is not shy uh, to kind of mix things up and you know if things aren't going well he will healthy scratch guy he will bench a guy he will mix it up you know I think that's why Seth Jones and Dean Kukan started playing together before the Wierenski injury was you know we were awful um offensively and so he was you know let's let's mix things up so I would be again surprised if if we don't see at least four of these guys get some time next season um, I think my picks for semi-permanent five and six roles are, um, I mean, I personally would pick, uh, Dean Kukan and Andrew Peake. Um, I suspect it will be Dean Kukan and Scott Harrington, at least to start the season. Uh, I believe that was the pairing in the playoffs when Nudavara and Murray were both injured. Um, I haven't I haven't looked it up, but they they played really well together. I thought um, I don't know whether they're right or left handed, but it could be it could be interesting to kind of look at them and see see how they shake out again, you know, with with Harrington getting the most ice time this season, I think he probably has, you know, it's his spot to lose. Um and I think going into camp, Tortorella is going to be looking at him and Kukan as as the new third pairing and then the other guys, you know, they have to outplay those guys. Um which is very doable, I think. Um Harrington especially is is fine, but he's not for me, anyway, he's not a permanent fixture. He's a, he's, you know, he is a guy that, you know, I think I think Jody Shelley would call him, you know, a good veteran guy, a good team guy who, you know, works hard off the ice or you know when he's not playing and steps in. Um, but you know, he's a little bit older than the other guys. I think Dean Kukan has potential to be a full time NHLer. I think Andrew Peake has potential to be a full time NHL player. And in my opinion, it would be. Um, not stupid, but I would prefer to see two younger guys with higher ceiling get the jobs and have Harrington kind of there to step in just in case something happens, as opposed to playing an older guy who probably isn't going to get much better than he is right now. Um, Peak especially is someone that I think could turn into a very, very good NHL player. He was a second round draft pick, I believe. Um, so... I would like to see him kind of get that job and get better and better and maybe surprise us all. I mean, I know walking into camp 
this year, no one was expecting Vladislav Gavrikov to be on the top four by the end of the, well, by the end of the first kind of couple of months of the season and stay there for the most part. Um, he was our healthiest defenseman this year, which is impressive. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my that's my official official answer is that I would like Peak and Kukan, but I think Tortorella will go with Harrington and Kukan and then mix in Carlson and Peak as and when he thinks it's necessary or, you know, if, you know, knock wood, touch wood, we get and more we get more injuries, which hopefully won't happen. Um so that's that's kind of my my take on it. I think one thing will happen, but I would like another thing to happen is basically like the story of my Blue Jackets following career. So coming up, uh, we're going to do the mailbag. I've got a couple of really interesting questions, so excited to get into that. But first, let me tell you about BuiltGo. Uh, BuiltGo is really awesome. Uh, it is a healthy replacement for your energy drink. Uh, and it's not, you know, fake energy with, you know, tons of sugar and tons of caffeine. It is lasting and it is natural. Uh, I got some Bilgo and I've been using it pre-workout. I've been using it um, just like if I'm having a tough day, uh, if I have that kind of mental or physical wall that I really need to break through, then Bilgo will help me do that. Uh, it comes in these little, like, one and a half ounce packages, so you can just, like, throw it in your briefcase as you go to work, or you can put it in your gym bag, and, you know, or you can even just throw it in your pocket, and if you need it, it's there. Uh, it is the best workout gel on the market. Uh, it's like drinking a five-hour energy without that same kind of caffeine crash. Uh, it's like drinking a monster energy drink, but with way better results, and they come in three really delicious flavours. Uh, my favourite is the chocolate mint, but they also have a really good chocolate coconut flavour and a peanut butter honey. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the peanut butter honey. Um, but how does it work, you ask? Well, it combines the energy gel with uh, collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's really easy on the stomach and the digestive system. Uh, and it's loaded with stuff like beta-alanine, B3 uh, vitamins, honey, and just a little bit of caffeine to keep you going. Uh, it also has uh, vitamin B12, B6, and the collagen actually promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So, you know, not only does this stuff make you feel good, it makes you look good. So if you go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you will get 30% off your next order. So that's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Uh, once again, remember, we are available on basically every major podcast app. So it doesn't matter which one you listen to, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever, um, you can hit subscribe and download it directly to your phone uh, automatically which means you don't have to wait for me to post on Twitter. You can just check your phone. You'll get an alert when when I upload it, which, you know, is, is what you want in a podcast, really. Um, I know I don't seek out podcasts. I just subscribe and wait for them to appear on my phone. So we are available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Right. 
mailbag. Uh, so the first question I got is um, from my very good friend Anna Shea, who always has wonderful opinions on uh, CBJ hockey in general, uh, and she would like to know when they're going to show fans the respect they deserve and switch full-time to the alternate jerseys. Uh, the CBJ alternate jerseys are the best Blue Jackets jerseys. Uh, I would also argue they're a top five jersey in the NHL, like, end of. Um, I think they're really great. Um, I love the kind of the retro style. Um, I actually don't have an alternate jersey myself of a player that's actually on the team. Uh, my alternate jersey is of Brandon Saad, and we know how well how well that went. Um, I actually have really bad luck with buying not so much jerseys, but player jerseys. Um, I tend to buy t-shirts with guys' names on that get traded or leave in free agency. Um, but jerseys, jerseys I do pretty well in. So as long as Atkinson or Dubois or Felino don't leave, then then I'm good on jerseys. Um, I really want to get a Muslikins one, but that obviously will not be able to happen until he signs longer term contract because I've been burnt before and refuse to be burnt again. Um, so the answer to when is, I don't know, but hopefully very soon. Um, I saw that Nathan McKinnon um, dropped a hint on potentially a new Col- uh, Colorado jersey with the like these pale blue gloves. So that could be that could be dropping very soon, uh, in which case, Blue Jackets, do the thing. Give us the third jersey so that the fans deserve. Um, another question I got is, uh, who has the best dog on the team? Um, which my friend has been bug- bugging me to answer, basically, since I did the teaser trailer to introduce this show, because I think one of the one of the things in the teaser trailer was, like, who has the best CBJ dog? Um, this is actually pretty, kind of hard to answer. Bec- well, first of all, because they're all good dogs, uh, and we shouldn't be pitting them against each other. But also, the best uh, Blue Jackets dog was, in fact, Jake the Australian Shepherd, uh, who belongs to Ryan Murray. So, obviously, he is no longer a CBJ dog. He is a New Jersey Devils dog. Um, so, my answer, I think, is... Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois has um, a French bulldog, who's, I believe his actual name is Philippe, uh, but he calls him Phil, and sometimes Dr. Phil, which is delightful. Um, I really like Frenchies anyway. Uh, They seem to be a very popular dog in the NHL, which is delightful. Um, But yeah, Philippe, or Dr. Phil, is definitely definitely up there. Uh, Easton, uh, Cam Atkinson's dog, is very good. Uh, Zach Wierenski's dog, Bo, is also very good. Um, And I think if I kept... If I kept going like this, it would just be a case of me saying, oh, this guy's dog is good. This guy has a really good dog. This guy has a really good dog. Um, The only player's dog I don't like is, well, um, I'm not a huge fan of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, which Vladislav Gavrikov has. uh, But apart from that, they're all excellent dogs, but I wish more of them would have bigger dogs. I understand why they don't, um, but I would like more players to have Whippets and Greyhounds and such like. Um, And I think with that, I'm going to end the show. Uh, So I'll be back tomorrow, uh, hopefully with something a little bit more relevant than than ranking the CBJ players' dogs. Uh, I was joking on Twitter about um, giving each CBJ player a Star Wars character equivalent. So, you know, I might do that. We'll see. Uh, And either way, I will see you tomorrow.